Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking down District 3 activities week in, week out, 5A all the way down to 1A. My name is Brandon Bainey, and we are joined by Logan Green, our Treasure Valley expert. Logan, what's up? How you doing? Good, Brandon. Uh, you know, baseball is all wrapped up now, and uh, I mean, everything's wrapped up. It's kind of crazy. Like, my son has his kindergarten graduation. I don't, why do they graduate? kindergarten i don't it's like you're just staying at the same school and going to first grade like um but that's today it's kind of it's just kind of crazy how fast the school year went and the you know all of the athletic seasons and uh uh it's time to turn the page yep here we go you might be wondering why am i wearing a headset and broadcasting from a different spot that says home is where the heart is i'm actually in montana at my parents house for the week um and so yeah here we are on the road doing the prep cast and um yeah i think it's a pretty good setup here as long as the sun doesn't come through the windows so (laughs) (laughs) what's coming through right here on me too but right well let's dive into it because we had all of the spring sports championships this past week it was a chock full of activity we're going to start with the baseball championships and we'll start at the 5a level where two years of why he's been open as a school logan and two years they've taken home the state baseball trophy yeah, and I may, this is probably something you noticed um, and probably even talked about on others, but I don't know if you knew or realized anybody else out there that we had a chance to have clean sweeps across baseball and softball for 1A through 2A, where the same teams were playing, you know, it, that, that we could have had the same school win baseball and softball for 5, 4, 3, and 2A. They were in the state championship. We even had the the 4A and 3A state championships were the same two teams, um, just just kind of ironic. And, I mean, you start right with Owyhee, who was one of the teams that that did it, that got the sweep, right, that uh, baseball and softball win it. But if, if we start with baseball, yeah, uh, just, uh, again, um, a great season for them. Uh, this time, I think last year they were the underdog. This year, clearly not the number one seed. And uh, they had to feel a little bit of relief when they saw Middleton get knocked out by Lake City in that semifinal round that really the only obstacle that had been in their path all season long had been Middleton. And they just came in and, you know, they beat the teams in front of them. And, I mean, kudos to Lake City, obviously, for beating Middleton. Uh, but then why he takes care of business and uh, goes back to back. Yeah, and on our uh, 5A State Baseball preview that we did uh, live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account, which, by the way, you can watch this prep cast at all those places as well, uh, Lucas Gebhardt correctly identified Lake City as kind of the dark horse team in this in this tournament. They came in as the number six seed. Uh, they knocked out the three-seed Eagle. Then they got Middleton in the semis, like you said. And then in the championship, it was kind of a close game. It was 5-2. to two. And uh, going into the championship, Hawaii – uh, had Ryder Cutlip starting on the mound. Of course, he's he's only a junior, but he's already committed to Gonzaga, so he's a Division One player. And why he had to be thinking, all right, we've got we our got best. It. We, yeah. we got our. And and baseball's so funny that sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Uh, Cutlip struggled. He walked two batters. He hit a third batter. He gave up an RBI single. So it's one nothing Lake City already in the first inning, and he leaves with just one out and the base is loaded. 
And so this was not the start that a Waihee coach Russ Wright was hoping from. And they call on Caleb Doty, this sophomore out of the pen. He started the year on the JV team, Logan, got the midseason call up and impressed the coaches so much that here he is with the Waihee season on the line. And he he kind of took care of, of the bulk of the innings in this championship game. What a big moment for the sophomore. Yeah, and this is something I, I was on the 3A tournament. And that's something that, at least in that tournament, we'll get to it later. Youth across the board, freshmen in high-intensity moments in the state tournament at 3A, playing huge roles. And you see it right here. I mean, Doty, not a freshman, but a sophomore that, like you said, started on JV and just coming in and pulling them out of that hole, really saving the day, getting them back on, back on track for the storm. And, you know, you had to think uh, at the beginning of the year, he never would have thought that, this is where you're going to be on um, the, the final Saturday of the season is pitching on the mound, relieving a D one commit uh, on the mound and uh, you know, pulling your team out of it and helping you win a state championship. Yeah. He pitched three and a third scoreless innings and then why he turned it over to Jack Ryan. And by that time, the why bats had come alive a little bit. And so a five to two win for the storm. It's the 10th career championship for head coach, Russ, Wright. He is coached at, uh, Fruitland in the past, and now he's at Hawaii, and uh, probably the best baseball coach we've seen in in Idaho history in some time, or maybe of all time. Yeah, I mean to go, and it's always hard. You always see this at a lot of schools, right? That are new, that um, they struggle, and Hawaii is an anomaly here uh, with what they've been able to do over the last couple of years in multiple sports. Uh, but to come in and start a fresh baseball team, a program, and win back to back championships, that's that's not easy to do. It's not easy to go into a existing school with a good program and go back to back, but to start a brand new one and go back to back is even, even tougher. Yep. So uh, in the semis, you had a why taking on mountain view in an all SIC semifinal. Uh, the storm win that game six to three Lucas Skinner got the start on the mountain in the semis. He threw five, no hit innings uh, and then uh, kind of got tired and, and three runs came across for the Mavs and, and why he all of a sudden is thinking, oh, man, Mountain View's got all the momentum. Uh, they bring in Gage Hawes to, to close it down, and and he finally does. Uh, in the other semifinal, you mentioned Lake City uh, nipped Middleton 5-4. to four. In the process, Lake City became the first non-District 3 team to compete for a baseball championship since 2018, Logan. So it's been an all-SEC yeah. final for the past several years. And so Lake City kind of uh, spoiling the party a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they showed up. They did what they needed to do. Um, I mean, impressive win over Middleton. And, you know, to beat Eagle in the first round was also a big, you know, uh, not an easy task as well. They took out two of the best teams in the state and then had a, a crack at the best team. Uh, just couldn't get it done, but a heck of a run by them. Um, but, you know, going back, Middleton uh, ends up, you know, in that next game, losing in that third place game uh, to Mountain View. And, uh just uh, kind of uh, disappointing into the season for them for what could have been winning districts, um, you know, and they really struggled in that first game too against Timberline. I wonder, you know, how much was let out to win districts, right. In the dramatic fashion that they won the district championship, that there was nothing left in the tank. I, I, I don't know. Just kind of a, a head scratching finish for the Vikings. 
Yeah, nerves sometimes, you know, for for this group of Middleton players. This was their first time at the 5A state tournament. Uh, a lot of the other teams, you know, Lake City, I guess, it was all new players there as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes that's baseball, man. You yeah. get to state. And sometimes it just doesn't work out the way you want it to. And you talked about Eagle. They lost to Lake City in the first round. And then they had two of the best late game performances over their next two games. They beat Timberline in a loser out game in nine innings. Bottom of the ninth, Ben Mortimer hits a walk-off single. And then on Saturday, they're playing Highland in the consolation final, and they win that game 9-8. to eight. Ryan Buchanan singles in the bottom of the 10th for the walk-off win. So Eagle <laughs> goes nine innings and 10 innings to get that consolation trophy. Yeah, they played some great games. There was a lot of great games there at the 5A tournament, but uh, Eagles seemed to be in the midst of all of them <laughs> or you know, somehow involved in those two games. Great finishes for, for the Mustangs to get it done there. Great way to fight because so often you can lose right away and then mentally you kind Just of pack done. it in. Yep, but they kept fighting to the very end. All right, let's go to the 4A state tournament. This was over in Twin Falls where Skyview got all the way to the championship against Pocatello. You you mentioned that was the matchup in softball as well. Um, this was a crazy game. And, and for those that may not know yet, it's been all over our social media on IdahoSports.com. But Pocatello's Brody Birch had quite the day. He ran... Uh, he does baseball and track for Pocatello. So he played Thursday and Friday with the Pocatello baseball team, drove over to Boise Friday night, got up Saturday, won the 4A state uh, championship in the 800-meter run, then hopped on a plane, flew back to Twin Falls, got to the championship. I think the first inning had already started, um, comes in, plays second base, gets the save on the mound. He won two championships in two different sports in two different cities, all in the span of about five hours or so. I don't even know where you start. Like, how do you like, cause there's no commercial flights from Boise to twin falls. Like you just know a guy that has a plane that's willing to fly. Like, I don't, I where do you even find that? Yeah, I have no idea, but uh, our, our Scott Burton, uh, he was the, the four, a state, baseball broadcaster uh he did a great interview one-on-one with brody birch it's up on our idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page twitter account i will also be putting that interview into uh each podcast feed so treasure valley Prepcast listeners i know it's pocatello it's not really treasure valley, but this is just too cool of a story it's a good so, story yeah yeah so scott went one-on-one with brody birch yesterday from pocatello high and, and did a great job and we'll put that in the podcast feed as well but but on the skyview side of things uh they fall in the championship 14 to 4 um they had played really well they beat moscow in the first round 12 to 4 they shut out a really good blackfoot team in the semifinals 10 to nothing and so for the hawks to come up just short taking on that second place trophy though i don't think a lot of people expected that at the start of the year no i don't think so and and you know honestly getting we we have this Behind the scenes scoop here at Idaho Sports, we have this text chain that goes around during state tournaments, so we know what's going on at other tournaments. And this was one when I saw it come through. I was surprised to see the score um, because of what Skyview had done in those first two games. Right? They they took care of business against Moscow, and then that win against Blackfoot. That that's tough, right? 10-0 against a good Blackfoot team. Um, was kind of surprised to see the score, uh, but Pocatello just a really good baseball team, clearly. Um, but like you said, I know, you know, we didn't expect this from them coming in. I think a lot of people, Columbia BK were the, the, the choices from the conference and still crazy Columbia's that didn't even go to state. Um, but, uh, you know, just a great season for Skyview to get it done and get to the state championship. Congrats to them.
Yeah, and you mentioned BK. Bishop Kelly comes in, and they got on a little bit of a run here. They came yeah. in as the number the number six seed, which is kind of an unusual position for them. They're used to being one of the leaders up front. Uh, they take on one of the state title favorites in Twin Falls in the first round. And Twin Falls is kind of like a Waihee. They have three really good pitchers lined up. They had a good plan, and that all got blown up in the first round as BK uh, upset Twin Falls in the first round, four to three. And then they push Pocatello to the brink goes to extra innings and they lose on a walk-off nine to eight. And so BK was this close to playing Skyview for the championship, yeah. which is crazy. And then BK bounces back and takes third place over Blackfoot five to one. So uh, again, like Napa Christian reports of Bishop Kelly's demise may have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. And look at it. Both teams only had a loss to Pocatello when they went to state, right? That was the only thing that stood between uh, District 3 and a clean sweep, right, was, was the Pocatello Thunder. And uh, a great season for BK, right? They come in in the bracket, right? Not at the one seed, not the two seed that gets that by. They had to win just to get to that winner's side of the bracket in, in districts, and they go all the way and almost make it to a state championship game. So you talk about it over and over, right? Teams just get hot at the right time. Um, and BK really came into their own towards the end of the year and, and turned out a really good season and obviously uh, third place in the state. Yeah, great run there for BK. All right, let's talk about the 3A state tournament. And, and as we go along here, we're not going to highlight every single tournament that happened. We're just, I mean, we'd be here for four hours talking yeah. about it. You know, we're going to highlight kind of your champions um, and maybe some of the bigger storylines right. from this spring sports weekend. So 3A state tournament, Logan, you were there. Uh, we had Homedale, Fruitland, and Payette, and it ended up being Homedale that had the, the deepest Man. run here in the tournament. Yeah, Homedale. Um, uh, well, if we start with Payette, Payette went two and out um, real quick, but they played really well in that first game against Sugar. Like, they only lost by two. And, I mean, honestly, the, that tournament was so close, even across the whole board. I mean, Gooding only lost four to zero to Marsh Valley to that point. Marsh Valley had that was their that was tied for their lowest score of the season, the output, four runs. And you know, it was just a very tight tournament all the way across. And Payette might have went two and out, but that wasn't because they weren't a good team. Impressed by Payette, they just somebody was gonna there were two teams that had to lose two games, and Payette was one of them. Um, was impressed by them, and you know, they'll uh, they're they're losing some key pieces, but we hope to see the Pirates back in the mix. Um, and then to start things off, we had Homedale, uh, Fruitland, you know, round 18, right, of the season, those two. And Homedale just put it to them. Um, you know, kind of an interesting situation. Um, Coach Troy Bidwell got actually tossed from that game against Homedale. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting situation. Turns out he had already been that way in one game, had already been asked to leave one game. So he was suspended for the next two. So that was it. Fruitland didn't have their coach um, the second half of that game and then the, the final two games of the state tournament. Um, and so, you know, I don't know how much that affected the Grizzlies, but um, Homedale played really well and obviously beat Fruitland in that first game. And in that second game, I thought they play in a sorry Marsh Valley fans out there or whatever. I thought they played better than Marsh Valley. I thought they should have won that game. They had so many chances. I'm sure there is still a pit in the stomach of all the Homedale players. And I mean, I, I felt terrible because they rounded third a couple of times. 
they came home a couple of times and got thrown out at the plate. Marsh Valley did not come home until they scored that one run. So it was one to zero. Homedale lost one to zero in the semifinals to Marsh Valley, which, you know, just brutal. And they turned the corner a couple of times, just could not get home. Um, got thrown out. Uh, j- just a heartbreaking loss for Homedale. And kudos. It, we talked about Dylan Fine all year, right? And he did. He pitched a phenomenal game against Fruitland. Um, he had the run support. They won seven to two. Uh, but Peyton Fine comes out against Marsh Valley and and holds them to to what they did. Uh, just just a credible effort by Homedale. Um, kudos to them. Nothing to be upset about. Sigmund Good played a phenomenal shortstop. If, if I could give a shout out to any player that um, wasn't a pitcher for Homedale, right? Or, the, you know, the Fine Brothers. It, Sigmund Good played awesome, like phenomenal. He deserves a lot of credit for what he did over there. He kept them in that game. You know, we talked about Homedale having, you know, issues in the field. Not an issue. Not an issue in this in this tournament. And Sigmund Good just was a uh, plug, glue, whatever you want to say. Um, in those big moments for Homedale, and he played great. Um, just just heartbreaking. And then, you know, they move on, right, to the third-place game, and what do we get? Homedale, Sugar, Salem, what else is new, right? Um, and and they they were trailing 8-2 to two in this game, or 10-2, to two, excuse me, in this game. Uh, went into the final inning, I think it was 11-4, to four, and they came back and had the, the tying run on third. Um, got it down to 11 to 10 and Homedale just never gave up. So I'm very impressed by Homedale. Um, congratulations to the Trojans. Like they deserve every high five fist bump, whatever. If you see a Homedale Trojan out there, um, baseball player, give them, give them the credit they deserve for that tournament they played. Yeah. Peyton Fine and Sigmund Good were part of the uh, 3A all tournament team selected by you and Glenn Jones, our broadcasters there. And if you want to see all of our, all tournament baseball teams, they are right at the top of the homepage on idahosports.com. All right, we'll talk 2A, 1A very quickly here. 2A, Napa Christian gets back to the championship game. They fall to a very good Malad team. Uh, just another impressive run for Napa Christian. Very tight games. Uh, they beat Firth in the first round, 3-2. They beat Orofino in the semis, 2-0. They were on that top half of the bracket that was pretty loaded and just couldn't quite get it against yeah. Malad, but a good season. Yeah, and Marsing also was one run away, right, from yes. playing for a state title. And that would have been a fun story to see Marsing play Nampa Christian. But uh, Malad, Malad's the other team that did the double sweep, right? They won baseball and softball this year. So congrats to the – you feel like you never see Malad, and then it's like, oh, you guys – are they that this is their sport, right? This is their time. This is uh, what they excel in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then uh, at the 1A tournament, that's where I was, Logan. Uh, again, the North – swept the South in the first round. All all four teams from District 3 lost in the opening round. Um, but what was cool was you had a pair of schools making their first appearance at state ever, Vision Charter and Idaho City, and they both actually won loser out games on Friday to stay, or on uh, Thursday to stay alive and play in that consolation final. And I'll tell you what, Idaho City came to play. They absolutely took it to a Glens Ferry team that had 10 run ruled them twice in the regular mm-hmm. season. I was very impressed by the Wildcats. I was very impressed by vision charter and they get to that consolation final and it ends on a walk off on a passed ball. Peyton Williams comes in to score for vision charter and uh, the golden Eagles walk it off five to four. And so Idaho city, I thought got better as the season went along and played their absolute yeah. best baseball at the very end of the year. It was pretty cool to watch that. 
Yeah, that's I, no. I again just tracking it through your the text through the day is seeing that you know their vision charter and Idaho City getting there for the first time, right? And then winning those games and you know I watched those first two get or you know some of your games on the first day. There was a lot of foul territory behind the plate. It looked like <laughs> yeah. there at Lewiston, so I can imagine that a pass ball would definitely bring someone across pretty much any time if there was somebody on third. Um, based on that foul territory there, but hey, congrats to Vision Charter. Um, I'm not. Do they have a trophy in the case from a, a, a state team tournament? Like I, you know, from the past, I'm not sure when when the last time it was. Um, I'm sure it's happened, but just not sure when. Uh, but now they get to put one there in the trophy case there at Vision. Yeah, and it was a redemption story for Peyton Williams because earlier in the game, he was at third, decided to come home on a on a play in the field and got thrown out at home. And then earlier in the at-bat that ended up being the the, the last at-bat of the game, there was a, a, a wild pitch, a pass ball, and he decided not to come home. And so Vision Charter's going, oh, man, that was our opportunity, and we right. blew it. And then Peyton Williams comes home a couple pitches later, so that was cool. And then uh, last thing, Idaho City, uh, we, we took some – some shout outs from Idaho city uh, fans in their loser out game against Glens Ferry and also the game against vision charter. And we were getting so many messages from, Hey, this is Mrs. Pimley's sixth grade class at basin elementary. And we're all watching. Oh, awesome. There was, there was no learning going on at Idaho city schools <laughs> when, when they were playing. They so. just watch it. That's awesome. That's uh, that's really cool to hear that they were all involved in that and watching the, watching the wildcats play at state. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep, it was really cool to see both they and Vision Charter get to that third day at state. So congrats there. All right, let's shift uh, to softball where we talked about Malad doing the double dip, baseball softball champions. Hawaii did it as well, Logan. Uh, they got to the championship last year and lost to Skyview. Skyview moves down to 4A, and we'll talk about them in a second. Um, but this year, Hawaii comes through, uh, and they beat uh, the number seven seed, Rigby. Yeah. Rigby got all the way to the championship. Um, they they cruised 13 to three. So congratulations to the Storm softball team. Yeah, again, you know, surprised to see Rigby there, right, as the seven. Uh, you know, we saw a six and a seven now make the state championships at the 5A level for baseball and softball. Um, but they really even just had their way right in, in those final games. I think they, they won it on a walk-off is what I, what I saw. Um, but not, uh, the typical walk-off. They, <laughs> they walked off in a, uh, 10 run lead walk-off type yes. situation. So, uh, congrats. And, you know, they, I think they, they won the district last year, right? Why he did, um, but could not win the state championship. And so, uh, you know, maybe a little sour taste in their mouth after last year. So congrats on getting it done this year. Yeah. And they really brought the bats out. You mentioned that walk-off. It was a two run home run from uh, senior Brooklyn Schneid. Um, but Samantha Hatson Beller had two solo home runs in the game. Um, uh, they also had a, a home run from Grace Brooks. She hit a three run home run. So why he hits four home runs in that championship game and overall throughout the tournament, uh, they scored 55 runs across four games. And this was the Idaho Statesman had these stats, and it was really good. Uh, 55 runs in four games. That is that is more than 10 runs per game. That's, yeah. I mean, you're 10 run ruling everybody. They only failed to get into double digits one time, and that was in the semis over Thunder Ridge. They won 9-2. to two. So this was kind of a dominant performance from a while. Yeah, yeah awesome job um, by the Storm. Just uh, 
it was theirs for the taking and they took it and it really wasn't uh wasn't close <laughs> they they handled business and then on the other side of the coin we have skyview at the 4a state tournament they won the softball championship so uh they did this in volleyball too where they won the 5a dropped out won the 4a uh softball and volleyball so strong at skyview but they they took a little bit of a different path they played pocatello on saturday morning in that undefeated semifinal game and they lost that game 13 to 1 so from there double elimination tournament hawks are against the wall uh they beat uh they, they get to the third place game and, and they win that contest. Uh, and then they get to the championship where they've got to beat Pocatello twice and they get the job done. They get a 13 to one, or excuse me, uh, Pocatello won the first game, 13 to one. Um, they win the first game and then they win the second game, 12 to 10 and had to hold off a late Pocatello rally. That was the last softball game of the day, Logan. It started at like six o'clock at night. And so we were all just kind of waiting, seeing, okay, who's going <laughs> to yeah. win this winner take all championship and Skyview held on 12 to 10. And right. And, and they were up nine to two at one point. Right. Yeah. And we're in the sixth inning, I think. Right. And they were right there. That's it. It's almost over. And they, you know, Pocatello comes roaring back, but it's, it's even more impressive when you look at Pocatello was undefeated coming in, hadn't lost a game and you got to beat them twice in a row back to back. And they did. Uh, that's a heck of an effort there by Skyview uh, to go, you know, not that they're a bad team, but it's a team coming in with nine losses versus a team that hasn't lost all year. And you knock them out back to back times after already losing to them um, by 12 runs, uh, just an impressive effort there by Skyview. Yeah. So they won the first game seven to three. They win the second game 12 to 10. And just a, another great job there for uh, the Skyview softball program as they continue to excel. Uh, okay. Uh, 3A, 2A, 1A softball, nothing really involving uh, Treasure Valley schools at any of those tournaments. So let's go to track and field, Logan, where there was a lot of hard hardware coming back to the Treasure Valley. Of course, uh, Mountain View hosted the 5A and 4A meet. Middleton hosted the 3A, 2A, and 1A state meets. We'll start at the top, Class 5A, all year long, Logan. We did our tracking the field, track and right. field projections, and it was always Centennial as the lead team. But as each week passed, Rocky Mountain slowly was closing the gap in our projections. And here, Rocky wins the title pretty easily. 109 total points. Boise ended up taking second. Centennial finished third. And so another track and field championship for Rocky Mountain. Yeah. And, and I, Brandon, I got a quick story first. Um, so, you know, you said 1A, 2A, 3A is over at Middleton, right? right. So the house across the street from me. Um, I live in Middleton is like an Airbnb for both something like that. And uh, I'm at the tournament and my wife sends me a text. She's like, what's going on? Um, and pulled up across the street was a Rockland athletics van to the house across the street. And I'm like, guarantee you they're there for track. And so I texted Kip and I said, Hey, um, I think you guys are staying across the street from me. And he says, yeah, we're using it as like a station because it was very hot here in the Treasure Valley this weekend. And they were using it like as a, all right, your event's over. You can go back to the house, right, type thing. Uh, so it was kind of cool. There were some track and field athletes using the house across the street from me as their home base, but, uh, you know, from Rockland. But uh, anyways, yes, Rocky Mountain uh, just absolutely 
um, shows up here with their seventh consecutive title. Like you mentioned, just, um, uh, you know, when it matters at the big times, that's when um, good athletes show up. Right. And I mean, you see Landon Hemeyer just wins and wins and wins when it comes to especially long races, right. He just excels in those and uh, he helped kind of anchor it for Rocky mountain in that, in that aspect. Yeah, Rocky Mountain's strength for so many years has been their distance events, right? So Tyler Sainsbury, Landon Hemeyer, they were on the, the winning 4 by 800 meter relay. Sainsbury won the 800. He won the 1600, which was a repeat performance, and he placed second in the 3200. Hemeyer took second in the 1600 and won the 3200. So just between those two alone, that, that is a lot yeah, of Yeah, that's a lot of points, yeah. It's crazy that Hemeyer was second in the in the mile with 409. Yeah. Like somebody ran it faster than him. Uh yeah. yeah. And then and then Rocky got a, another state champion, uh Crew Kelson won the 300 meter hurdles uh in 38-10 and he was second in the 110 hurdles at 14:43. Uh, other highlights uh, your 5A pole vault champion once again is Seth Nelson from Boise. Uh, he set a new state record. The previous record was 16 feet, 6 inches. He soars 16 feet, 8 inches. And uh, this was the last meet for longtime Boise High pole vault coach Asa Sims uh, retiring uh, after this season. And so what a way to end the coaching career, coaching a pole vaulter to the new state record at 16-8. Yeah, it's always fun when they can do it at state, right? That it's not like some random track meet in the middle of the year, but it's at the state tournament that you get that that uh, that high record, right? Well, I guess it's a state tournament record, but uh, right. Um, but still, to be able to do that at state, that's always fun. Yep. So congratulations to Seth Nelson of Boise there. Uh, Alex Lowe of Timberline won the high jump, clearing six foot four. Uh, Centennial uh, took third, as we said. They were really good in the short sprints this year. Colton Osborne wins the 100. Jacob Webster takes second. Um, Osborne ran a 1073, which is which is cooking. And then they flip flopped. Webster won the 200, and it was Osborne who uh, finished behind him. So, uh, and then they were both on the winning four by one relay team for Centennial as well. And then we had Tyson Acre from Meridian win the long jump, and Victor Biondaumbe from Capital won the triple jump, clearing 47 feet. 11 and three quarters inches. And the Idaho Statesman had a great article about his journey coming from yeah. the Congo over to Idaho. And this was like his second year ever doing track, or maybe it was his first year. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. I read the article too. That's a good one. If you've got a Statesman account there, that, that it's a good article that they wrote up about him. Just a uh, good story about, uh, you know, hey, it's tough, right. To come from a situation like that and then come over here and excel um, like this. Just a great story. Yeah, so I think that was Rachel Roberts from the Statesman who wrote that. And our own Marlo Herford wrote a great recap of all of the state track and field championships as well at IdahoSports.com. And you can read it there. Marlo really took a deep dive into everything that happened. So uh, that's the 5A highlights. 4A, Bishop Kelly, you know, kind of like Rocky Mountain. Bishop Kelly wins another yep. title. It's their sixth title in eight years. They ran away with it. They piled up 159 points, uh, you know, death taxes. BK wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, they continue to do that. And, you know, they won. And then we also had another pole vaulter from the Treasure Valley um, clear a state record this time just at the foray with Columbia's uh, Ethan Hammer. 
Yeah, clearing 15 feet, 7 inches. So congratulations to Hammer from Columbia. Uh, Bishop Kelly had individual champions. Uh, they won the medley relay, the 4x4. Four four. Rakeem Johnson won the discus. Cam Davis took the high jump and long jump. And Cole Miller won the triple jump. So BK sweeps the jumps. Uh, and then just had so much depth everywhere else that they slowly pulled away. Uh, Ridgeview had a top three finish. Uh, they won the 4x2 and the 4x1. Uh, and then Augustus Haynes swept the hurdles races. He won the 110 in 1437. He won the 300 in 3818. And Valley View's David Gummersall ended up winning the 400 as well. So I was, you know, Ridgeview, I thought, competed pretty well here at state also. Yeah, I mean, to come in third, that's not bad, right? Your top three finished. I think that's a good spot to be. You can't complain. It's just hard like, when you've got a school like BK, right, that just will sweep a ton of stuff. There's not much less to clean up, you know, and that depends on where are you finishing in the middle of those races that BK is kind of running away with. And clearly Ridgeview was right there, just kind of on their, you know, curt tail, whatever you call it, coattails, uh, just just right there behind and, and were able to come in third. So great job for Ridgeview. So we had Rocky Mountain at 5A, BK at 4A. Our third boys track and field champion came at the 1A level. Logan Victory Charter wins their first track and field title in school history by scoring 79 points. And they were our leader all year long on the tracking the field projections. So they're kind of a wire to wire favorite. And they did it on the strength of their distance runners, particularly the Stockett brothers. Yeah, I mean, what did they score? 49 points or 43 points, excuse me, something like that. Um, just was that a record? I believe so, right? They're um, for for a pair of individuals or yeah, well, no, so yeah, they won the they won the four by 100. No, victory chart, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm yeah, looking, yeah. I'm looking at my notes wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're yeah. good. So, so victory charter sets a new state record in the four by one. That's what I mean. Yes, 4391. And then they right. the, and then the stockets, Ian Stockett, Luke Stockett. Uh, along with Caden Gibbs and Connor Robbins. I mean, look at look at these places. It's all in the distance races. Yeah. Luke, Luke Stockett wins the 3,200. Ian Stockett wins the 1,600. Uh, Luke takes uh, second in the 1,600. Ian takes third in the 3,200. Connor Robbins takes second in the 3,200. Caden Gibbs takes second in the 300 hurdles. So, I mean, this was an impressive performance from mostly longer distances from, from Victory Charter. Yeah, sorry. I was looking... <laughs> They scored 79 points to win the title. I was looking at the, I had a little dyslexia going on here <laughs> with what I was looking at, but yeah, I mean, you just rattled off all those names that come in those high placements. It's, it's just going to be tough to not beat a team at that point when they've got that many high place finishers. Yeah, we have three more individual champs. Clayton Harper won the 100 from Tri-Valley. Uh, Idaho City's Brody Backus won the discus. And Carter Woodland of Notice won the triple jump. We had him on an off-season uh, prep cast interview last year and talking about how he got injured and wasn't able to compete at state. So this was exciting for Carter to return and win the 1A triple jump title. Yeah, yeah. Good job for him. Obviously, a great football player there at Notice. Um, haven't heard much from Notice lately, so it's good to see the the pirates back in the mix and something and uh good job for Carter. And I think that's it for him. I think he was a senior. Yep. If I remember like right this year. So uh, he's off to grander pastures um, after, you know, capping off his high school career with a state championship. 
And then at the 3A and 2A meets, we did have some individual champions, nothing in the team races. 3A, Fruitland had three individual event winners. Marcus Jones won the discus. Caleb Davis won the 110 hurdles. Luke, is it Baranaga or Baranaga? Naga. Baranaga. He won the long jump at 21-7. And Braden Walker of Weezer won the 300 hurdles. And then at the 2A meet, you know, you had a new state record set, but you also had a triple winner. And I tried to look everywhere. I think there was only, you know, less than five triple winners from state track this entire weekend, Logan. And Braden Ankeny of Marcin won the 100, the 200, and the 400. What an accomplishment. Yeah, clean sweep right there. I mean, it's tough to do, uh, to, to do it. Yeah, yeah, to, to do it all year long and get to this point to be in these races and then to be in the race and just clean sweep it. Uh, yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, you also had McCoy Richardson of Melba. He won the 300 uh, hurdles. Uh, 38 11 was his time in the finals. But in the prelims on Friday, he set a new 2A state record of 37 76. He also finished second in the 400 long jump and 110 meter hurdles. And then Ryan Golinor of Cole Valley Christian won the long jump as well. So, way to go, McCoy Richardson, setting a new state record in the 300 hurdles. Yeah, and he won it. Did he win it last year too? Or yes, I thought he was a repeat. Yeah, a repeat champion. So, right, congrats to McCoy. Yep, for sure. So, a lot of good boys track and field performances, but we had some really good girls track and field performances as well. Including, we had three champions on the team side in boys. We had three champions on the team side in girls. Starting with. Boise High at the 5A meet, uh, a three-peat for the Brave. They score 135 points. Yeah, that's uh, not bad. And once again, they just win. You know, they do this in cross country, right, where it's really not even a – it's just who's going to come in second is the big story. Um, and they do it right here again, three in a row for Boise. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, Lydia Nance uh, wins the 800. Boise goes one, two, three in the eight. Uh, Sammy Smith uh, took second. Allie Bruce finishes third. Sophia Clark wins the 400. Autumn Shoemaker won the long jump. Allie Bruce won the 1600. Uh, Alexandra Gustavel uh, won the high jump. Um, they also had three medalists in the pole vault. Susie Woodall, Michaela Gear, Mia Nelson, and they won the four by eight. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, it's kind of a cool story um, as well, what they were able to do. Um, their track was under construction this year, right? So um, the entire team had not practiced together um, since Team Picture Day, right? It had been a long time since they had gotten all together, and they come out and they all they do is win a state championship. Yeah, so they basically were like, uh, okay, distance runners you're going to practice here today and the sprinters are going to be across the city you know over here and uh yeah it could be kind of disjointed a little bit uh, and yet they come together under uh veteran coach Aaron Olswanger and and win another title uh Timberline had a couple of champions here as well Ashlyn Sandow wins the triple jump Lauren McCall uh, repeats as champion in the 300 hurdles and they also repeated as the 4 by 200 meter relay champion so way to go Timberline there our next champion in girls track comes at the 3A level it was Weezer and this was another one Logan in our mm -hmm. tracking the field projections, we did the very first one, and I said, "Whoa, Weezer really jumps off the page to me." I was kind of on the Fruitland train, and then I was like, "We better start paying attention to Weezer." And they were a wire-to-wire -wire winner here. They win the 3A championship. 
um, with several outstanding performances. Yeah, I think they won the the four by four hundred race, right? Um, yep. They they had a couple of different runners that won individual races and came in, you know, high places in there, and just a great effort there from Weezer. Yeah, uh, first title since nineteen ninety in girls track and field wow. for Weezer. They scored ninety six points. Uh, Kaylee Larue wins the four hundred. Uh, Maddie Schertz uh, took fourth in the four hundred, second in the triple jump. Uh, was on that winning four by four relay team and the second place four by 200 team, uh, Kylie Quinton, Claire Matthews, they, you know, Weezer didn't have very many individual champs. It was pretty right. much LaRue and those relays, but the depth and the numbers, a lot of seconds, a lot of thirds, a lot of fourths. And that added up over time. Yeah. When you put all those together, yeah. How many seconds and thirds did they have mixed in there? They just have a lot of people that are very good. Maybe not the very, very, very best, but you know, two steps behind them. So, you know, you compile that and uh, just a heck of an effort by Weezer, a heck of a performance, a lot of great athletes there and they're working together, right. Um, in this, in this sense, right. And winning a state championship, but not by domination up front, right. Maybe just being like we said, a step behind. Yep. Uh, we talked about not very many triple winners in state track. How about a quadruple winner? Lydia <laughs> Lindsay from Fruitland. She wins the 100 and she repeated as the champion there. Uh, she wins the 200. She wins the long jump and she's on the winning four by one relay team as well. So a quadruple winner in Lydia Lindsay from Fruitland. And by the way, uh, she's yeah. only a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if we can go for five next year. Since yeah. she's she's got a few more opportunities. Anything it's anything less is now a disappointment if you don't win four um things. I'm just kidding, just kidding. Um, but just excited to see what uh, what is left to come, right? If you're just a sophomore and doing that, what's gonna happen uh, as a junior and senior as you go along? Yeah, and I gotta double check the rules. I th I think you can only compete in four events. Okay, well. so, so only she, four. So, okay. She uh, see, literally up to date on all my track uh everything. Uh so it's all downhill from there. She literally can't outdo herself. So congrats, <laughs> Lydia. You peaked. Gonna, gonna have to just better those marks and and, and times. Uh, and then we had a, another champion, uh, Payette's Olivia Dennison won the triple jump. Uh, 2A champs, again, Melba, fifth consecutive championship in 2A girls track and field, 145 points. And it's the names we're used to seeing from volleyball and basketball and now in track. Yeah, same names, right? Kendall Clark, Hallie Arnold, Anna Schaefer, same same people out there, right? Some, some more mixed in there. Uh, Maya Young, you just uh, – a lot of the same people that are doing everything in Melba just uh, – right? So now they, they won volleyball, correct, at 2A? Or who won two way volleyball? Uh, I don't know if they won volleyball. I know they won basketball. They were okay, so they're in the but, but yes, they win basketball and they win track and fit. They're just in the mix for everything. It seems like, and then, you know they do this on the on the boys side too, where we saw a couple of boys athletes just show up for track. You know, hey, I'll try this, and then they go out and they they win events. They do well, and uh, the, you know these athletes from Melba are not like that. They've been doing this for a while, uh, but they also show up and they win more state championships. By the way, I did a quick fact check. They did win state volleyball, okay. Logan. I was like, I could have sworn they won state <laughs> volleyball. And like, maybe they didn't, but I thought they did. Um, Cause they, they won volleyball, they won basketball. And now these, a lot of these girls won track and field. So a, a lot of these athletes 
did not look like they they won the school year. <laughs> I mean, for the sports they were in, they just clean sweeped it. That's impressive for Melba. Yeah, and so many of those girls are underclassmen too. So I don't think Melba's uh, dominant run is ending anytime over, soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Brooklyn Daily also in the mix there. Just uh, good job by Melba. Just congrats. <laughs> yeah, K- K- Kendall Clark wins the high jump, triple jump. Maya Young wins the long jump and the one hundred. Uh, Rosalind Kaiser wins wins the sixteen hundred. Uh, Brooklyn Daly wins the 800. Anna Schaefer takes second in both of the short sprints. Uh, Clark Schaefer Young, Hallie Arnold win the four by one and four by two in uh, new to a meet record times 49.55 in that four by one, 144.79 in that four by two. Uh, so Melba is rewriting the record books as well. And then Cole Valley Christians, Macy Kern wins the two, a pole vault championship at 10 feet. Even. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we got to see Melba at that uh, track meet that we did over in Pocatello this year. And man, they were, they were in the thick of every single race. It didn't matter what it was. They were, they were right there. And uh, every event there seemed to always be a Melba athlete near the top involved and, obviously uh, translates well to another state championship. <laughs> yeah, that was against 5A and 4A competition as well that Melba was yeah. in there competing. So, all right, speaking of 4A, nothing to talk about on the team race, but uh, Tatum Richards of Emmett wins her third consecutive pole vault championship. She clears 11 feet, 6 inches. Skyview wins the 4 by one in a new state meet record for 4A, 48, uh, 48 seconds, uh, 48.18 seconds. Uh, Kaylee West of Ridgeview wins the 4A discus, and Columbia's Adeline Weimer wins the 400. What's most impressive to you out of that? I think you got to go with Emmett Tatum Richards to three consecutive times to win. It, it is a, it's, it's hard to win one. It's harder to win two. It's almost impossible to win three. Um, and it's an individual thing, right? So she has been doing this on her own throughout the year, trying to get better and better, and she continues to win. Uh, that's nobody can catch her. I think that's the that's the most impressive one to me when I look at that. I mean, Skyview uh, beating a state record—that's also awesome. Anytime you do that, but I think you go three in a row, you deserve a little extra credit on on the air. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, Emmett has had some really good pole vaulters lately with Tatum Richards. And then you'll also remember uh, Landon Helms, who graduated last year and is at Texas A&M pole vaulting for the Aggies in the SEC. So uh, it's pretty legitimate pole vaulting coming from Emmett lately. Yeah, Uh, from Emmett to the SEC. That's not a bad uh, not a bad jump, if I dare to say. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, 1A state meet. Anna Dixon of Greenleaf Friends, double winner. She wins the 800 and the 1600. We talked about this group of female athletes from Greenleaf Friends. Yeah. The special year they're putting together. Anna Dixon finishes with two state championships. Way to go. Yeah, congrats to her. You know, she was on the basketball team there, right? I believe um, that made it to state this year. Uh, And congrats to her for, you know, those are long distance runs. So she's uh, on top in those long runs. We have a lot of great long distance athletes here in the treasure valley yeah for sure a lot of good distance runners all right let's go to tennis girls tennis boise dominates once again winning the 5a championship with 75.5 points eagle was second with 32 so that's a pretty big gap uh middleton takes third with 13 points and you're going boy the third place team only scored 13 points yeah because boise was gobbling up all the points all of them (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah it's crazy how good 
they are at tennis. Um, and I know a couple of kids on the Middleton tennis team. And so they're always like, yeah, we're going to state, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, <laughs> they know it's, it, it's funny that they all know. It's like, I made it, even though I know what's coming. Um, I'm glad to have made it. And uh, you know, just, just again, Boise wins again, you know, they, we, we just talked about on the track and field and you just know that, that this is what you're going to have to face when you make it to the state tournament. Yeah, think about the year Boise's had, right? Uh, in girls basketball, they had a really good team that almost, uh, you know, pulled off the championship. And then uh, tennis, they win. Track and field, they win. A lot of good female athletes at Boise High. Um, right. Boise sweeps the top three spots in singles. Uh, Ella Piron defeated her teammate Lauren Gee in the championship, 6-1-7-6. And Sophia Chen takes third with a 6-0-6-0 shutout victory. Um, in doubles play, it's the Eagle duo of Riley Bobkiewicz and Jordan Turner defeating Allison and Caroline Turkey from Boise. That's a, uh, Turkey combo there. Uh, they win the girls championship, uh, in doubles six, one, six, one Middleton, uh, their doubles team of Lily Summers and Alicia Addison took third with a six, one, six, three win over Lucy Merrick and Reese Rutledge of Eagle. And then in uh, mixed doubles, uh, Timberline's duo of Alex Guo and Delaney Canning beat Capitals May Doty and Will Vandegraaff pretty tight, six to four, seven to five to win the mixed doubles championship. That's about as tight as it can get in tennis. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, when you have those two matches that are that, you know, six to four and seven five, um, it was a back and forth affair, right? We see a lot of six oh, six oh's, six one, six one, six one, six threes around. Um, not often you see that be that tight. Just that's just the way the top athletes have been, right? They just start they're the top for the reason, and they're top, and then there's a there's a big step down to two. Uh, but that was always fun to see in a final. Yep. Uh, and then uh, all Boise uh, third place match: Sarah Marsh and Garrett uh, Kennedy win over Heidi McMillan and Sam Bard six one six three. All right. As dominant as Boise's win in four A girls tennis was, Bishop Kelly had an even wider margin of victory at the four A meet seventy four points. Hillcrest took second with twenty five point five, and and Ridgeview finished third at seventeen. So hey, BK and winning another championship. And if you go back to the girls, um, there was only one situation where we saw um, uh, a somebody that was from not District 3, right, that was involved in one of those finals, and that was from Lake City. Like, it was all District 3 teams, and uh, it's kind of what you see here, obviously. I mean, Hillcrest comes in second, uh, but uh, the one in the three right here from the Treasure Valley again. Yeah, Tatiana Larson from uh, BK wins the girls' singles title over Berkeley Olson from Hillcrest, who I've seen play, and she is very good. So this is a good win for Larson. Six one, six one. Maggie Scanlon of BK takes third. Six nothing, six two win over uh, Neva Rasika of Sandpoint. Uh, BK also wins the girls' doubles title. Stella Emerson, Hallie Hatton, they beat uh, Lily Stroud and Madeline Ames of Ridgeview, six three six three. And then BK, just for good measure, won the mixed doubles title. Also, Addison Sehar and Will Mulhern beat uh, Valley Views, Dakota Morrison and Sam Wilcutts, six nothing, six four. So just <laughs> sweeping every title Clean they sweep. could. Yep. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, class three A uh, tennis, Logan. Uh, it was a clean sweep. Boise wins the 5A. BK wins the 4A. Parma is your 3A tennis champion, but this one was close. Yeah. Won by just two points over the community school from Sun Valley. 
34-32. Yeah, uh, Sun Valley seems to to thrive in some sports. You know, kind of the they're great in soccer, right? We see them always involved in soccer. They almost made it in basketball a few years, and and right now here they are in tennis. And this is an even smaller school that is competing up here with 3A schools, right? So, uh, you know, credit to Sun Valley, but credit to Parma for also getting the win, uh, you know, by two, a close match. Uh, and you look at the third, you know, the, where Parma got some points there um, in the girls' singles, uh, Maria Gentry, a close one, right? This one had to go three sets and she gets the win. Yeah, uh, over uh, Lane Charters, Alexandria Montgomery, 6'3", 5'7". 10-5. Yeah, Parma didn't have any champions, and so it was all a numbers game for Parma to win this 3A tennis title. Uh, their doubles team of Brooklyn Mann and Haley Sitz also took third. They beat Weezer's Bailey Coleman and McKenna Masner, 6-3-7-5. And then uh, Fruitland actually took second in girls' doubles, uh, Janice Roundy and Nia Tubbs. Um, and then in mixed doubles, uh, Kennedy Phillips and Miles Davis from Fruitland took second there as well. On the boys' tennis side, Eagle wins the 5A championship. Uh, this was also a close one. They got 46 points. Timberline took second with 41, and then Boise took third at 27.5. So Timberline almost did it, but Eagle holds them off. Yeah, and again, one, two, three. Oops, I lost my earbud there. Again, <laughs> Eagle goes one, two, or Treasure Valley goes one, two, three, right, in 5A. Eagle, Timberline, Boise. Uh, just again, Clean sweep here. Uh, Shane Garner was the boys' single champion from Eagle, so they, you know they were aided by that, right? When you're you've got, we saw a lot of champions in other levels where we didn't have a you know individual champion right throughout the tournament or whatever it was. Um, and right now, Eagle has that on the boys' side, and that one had to go um, three sets. And how about that last one, fourteen to twelve? Right, <laughs> for sure. Uh, hang tight for a second here. My dogs are going crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, let's talk about, uh, the class four, a tournament, uh, or I, I should mention, uh, before that, uh, the Timberline duo of Clay Kessler and Ty Mamer won the boys doubles title over Eagles, Tyler Osborne and Colton Symes, seven, five, six, nothing. So very close first set. And then Timberline says, all right, we're done messing around six. Oh, sweet <laughs> to win that to the boys doubles title. Yeah, just take care of business. So good job for Timberline there. And uh, again, Eagle was second, and that helps aid them in that run for their state championship. Yep, for sure. All right, 4A, 3A, we didn't have the uh, the team champions, but we did have some individual champs. Noah Nielsen of Ridgeview wins the 4A singles title. A 6 nothing, 6 nothing shutout over Bishop Kelly's Jack Tobin. That's hard to do at, at, at number one singles. Yeah, and, and just... Uh, to be in the championship and have a clean sweep, uh, you know, again, we've seen this and others, some were closer. Like we just talked about the five, a was very close, like not much separation at all. Um, and then you get to some where it is this right, where it's just a complete, the number one guy is the number one guy. Yeah. Uh, and at the three, a meet, um, Parma's doubles team of Bronson Buis and Braden Hancock won the title over Walker Pate and uh, Beckett Gates of Sun Valley 6261. Uh, and then Sun Valley got revenge in boys singles where Mark Carlin of Sun Valley beats Evan Weber of Parma 6362. So strong play from Parma there on the boys side as well. And let's wrap up with golf, Logan. Uh, let's talk girls golf first. 
The Class 2A meet was held at the Sage Lakes Golf Course in Idaho Falls. They also hosted, I believe it was the 5A championship earlier this fall. Um, and so Ambrose wins the 2A Girls Golf Championship with a total score of 705. Cole Valley Christian takes second at 718. Congrats to the Archers. Yeah, another state championship for them uh, added to their trophy case. Congrats to them and Cole Valley second. Um, you know, good match, very close. I mean, at the end of the day, right, that it was, it was right there, only 13 strokes. And we saw in some of the higher levels in, in 5A and 4A earlier this year, some vast differences in scores between the top teams. And this one a little bit closer. Yeah, and in fact, between Ambrose and Cole Valley, they took four of the top five individual slots as well. Katrina Von Baron of Ambrose is your individual 2A champion with a two-day score of 144. Then Chloe Singh Pursuth of Cole Valley took uh, second place. Uh, and then it was Ashley Von Baron of Ambrose taking third. And then Caroline Caven of Cole Valley finishes fifth. We talked about Chloe Singh Pursuth on last yeah. year's PrepCast, Logan. She went down to uh, Augusta and got to... Uh, you know, compete. Yeah. There. I can't remember what the event was. Uh, it was like a, it was, it was like a, uh, pitch, a drive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Drive the, pitch and putt competition. Putt, pitch drive. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that's all. Yeah. Congrats to her. I was expecting to see her in the mix, right. Knowing that she went to an event like that and yeah, comes in second place here, but even, <laughs> even more credit than to, you know, to Von Buren, right. That, uh, you were able to knock somebody out that uh, has been in this situation and maybe even had a little more publicity than you. So congrats to her. Yeah. Great win there for uh, Katrina Von Baron of Ambrose three, a Homedale is your runner up as a team. Uh, that was kind of the highlight on the girls side there. Uh, and then in boys golf, we didn't have any team champions, um, but we did have some, some high placers. So again, two a meet in Idaho falls, uh, David Chacon of Ambrose takes second among everyone with a two day total of one forty two, ten 10 strokes back of the champion, Stephen Paul of Kellogg. He is an elite golfer. He, he won yeah. state his freshman year. Then he went to like a prestigious Academy somewhere, not in Idaho, his sophomore year. Then he came back to Kellogg for his junior year and just cleaned house. That's yeah. Something. 10 strokes. That's but in a state, you know, a state tournament. That's incredible. Um, and then Kellogg of all places, you know, I don't, I don't think of Kellogg as the hotbed for Idaho golf, but apparently for Stephen Paul, it is. <laughs> yeah. And they do have a pretty cool golf course there up on uh, Silver Mountain. Uh, that's Oh, is that new. where it is? For, so it's on the, on the yeah. south side of the highway, huh? Yeah, it's fa it's fairly new, I think, up there in Kellogg. Um, and then the 3A meet was held at the Blackfoot Golf Course. Homedale uh, runner-up. Uh, on the boys' side here to Kimberly. Luke Henry tied for fourth place. That was the highest placer for Homedale. He finished in a tie with Tate Ova from McCall Donnelly. Um, and then uh, the actual highest placer from the Treasure Valley was Carter Williams of Weezer. He took second place and finished only three strokes back of the individual champion from Kimberly, Toby Hyder. So, man, Carter Williams was close there from yeah, Weezer. Yeah, just a few strokes away from having the state championship. A good story there. <laughs> Yep, for sure. Well, that puts a bow on our spring sports coverage, Logan. 11 pages of notes. <laughs> Done and yeah, dusted. You, 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 you hammered that out, Brandon. I was just along for the ride. You're the, <laughs> he, Brandon's the man with the, the knowledge in hand. Yeah, well, uh, that's what happens when they all get crammed into one weekend, right? You got you to gotta digest it all. And so, yeah, we were, I was having this conversation with somebody, and I'm like, 
oh, it was on the air. We're like, if you can't find a high school sporting event to go to this weekend, a championship, it's your own fault. Because literally everything just smashed in all over the state into one weekend. Um, And, you know, all the other sports are all spread out. And spring is, oh, crap, school's ending. Hurry up, get this done. And it's so condensed. And our weather is just the way it is that you kind of, everything is on the back end and it's crammed in and I, it's a tough, I think it's the toughest season for athletes, right? Because I mean that all the, anybody playing outside was running in snow a month ago and now all of a sudden it was 90 degrees this weekend. So just a, just a roller coaster of everything uh, for everyone. So congrats to all the athletes and getting it all done and winning these state championships. Yep, for sure. So as we put a bow on the uh, school year of 22-23, we also put a bow on the Treasure Valley PrepCast for the school year proper 22-23. We will be back with some off-season podcasts throughout the summer. Not every week because, you know, just like the kids and teachers, we we want to enjoy our summer vacation (laughs) a little bit as well. Um, But we will be back uh, and and check it in with some off-season content. Uh, Might do some big roundtables, Logan, where we bring all of our prep cast hosts on from the north and from, you know, you and our East Idaho guy and maybe do some big overall state of Idaho discussions. um, Yeah, it would be be fun to talk about things that aren't necessarily where we need to get somebody um, the credit they deserve that week, right? We can... We could talk about the stuff that maybe people want to hear about those, those back end conversations that, <laughs> you know, it, w- it would be fun. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, and, and we will obviously update you on what's happening on the Idaho sports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page and Twitter account as well. And if you subscribe to the treasure Valley Prepcast, you don't have to search us out. Then as soon as we publish a new episode, it will be delivered directly to you. So subscribing is the best way to stay up to date on everything that we are doing. All right, Logan, another school year in the books. Great job, my friend. Yeah. It's uh, like I said at the beginning, crazy that it's done. Um, yeah, it's just great. It feels like football season. We were just like football. Can't wait for it to start. And now we're all done. Everybody's all done. And, uh, it's always a little bit sad, right? At the end that it's, it's all over. You're going to lose a huge chunk of great athletes that we just won't see anymore. Um, and, and that's always sad, but then we always get this, this new group that's going to come up and through. I'm excited to see what the, what, what all the athletes will do next year. Yeah. We're excited to see what 23, 24 has in store uh, for one last time in 22, 23 though. Thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley Prepcast, everybody. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you this summer in the offseason on IdahoSports.com.